Oh, nice. Yeah. I just I just started like reading stuff about when you flush the mm-hmm. poop particles that like I, go in the air. And I just started thinking like that's super gross that my toilet, like my toothbrush and mm-hmm. like makeup brushes are like getting poop particles on them. Yeah, leave nothing on the counter. Yeah. And then I started seeing like people doing TikToks and like if their makeup is anywhere near their toilet, people are like, move that, move that now. I have a really small bathroom right now and like we have no counter space or no uh, storage. Like we have like no drawers. We have like one big drawer. And so like everything's on the counter. Yeah. Well, you see where Mm -hmm. I'm living. Everything's Mm -hmm. always been on the counter. I've had poop all over my face for years. At the airport yesterday, I literally like there was a line to get into the bathroom and I kept hearing the toilet flush and I was thinking how many poop particles are in the air right now. Yeah. Other people's shit just flying in your face. Just a shitty situation. <laughs> okay. That'll Let's be your intro. <laughs> Let's, get... Let's get rolling here. Guess what? Where's Autumn? I'm here. You're I'm here. Ohio. <laughs> oh, you have to learn. So O H. O H. I say O H. You say I O. I O. That makes me feel like we're in college. <laughs> That's how it goes, man. Welcome to Ohio, everyone. Autumn is here with me. Yeah. I am physically here. I landed. This is also just call me the podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm Autumn. Welcome to our, welcome to our podcast again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm Autumn and that's Ashley Tracy. So in case you're curious, you can't tell our voices apart. Now you can. I'm Autumn. <laughs> yes. And Miss Autumn is usually in California and is here this week for all things podcast, but we're still recording in separate rooms. <laughs> it's like podcast slash mid wedding season. I need a break. I'm losing my yes. name. Although all we, things- it's a business trip. We stayed up last night editing. <laughs> so I'm still working. Like we were sat on Ashley's bed and worked for like three hours. I don't think we know how to not work. Yeah, I like kept telling myself I was like I'm gonna work on the plane, but then I didn't sleep much before I left. And then when I got on the plane, I was like instantly asleep. Like couldn't keep my yeah. eyes open. That was one. It probably sounds like one of those moments where your body's like, "Bitch, now mm-hmm. we're done." Mm-hmm. That's the that's the thing is like we I'm trying to get to the point that I don't work myself to the point that my body has to tell me to stop. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard though. But anyway, how was how were your travels? How was your trip here? Oh tell God. me about it. I so I I usually enjoy traveling. Like I love going to the airport and I'm well, let me I'm an anxious person. So like traveling makes me anxious, but I don't mind the actual like going to the airport and going through TSA and like the plane. I, I like kind of enjoy that part of it. Mm-hmm. Yesterday was a shit fro shit shit fro shit show from the beginning. Well, so why? What happened? So Spence drives me to the airport, which is fine. We hit no traffic because we left our house at like 1.30 in the morning because I flew out of San Francisco, flew out of San Francisco, which is like an hour and 20 minutes from our house. And so there was no traffic on the way there. He drops me off. We say our goodbyes. I like go to the United counter 
to check in and not a single worker is there. Mm. And the machines that you use to do self-check-in are not on. And there's about about 150 people waiting in a line for Mm. United to open. So I wait in this line with all these people. And of course, I feel like people want to talk to each other at the airport, but it's because they want to complain, not because they're being friendly. They're just like, oh my God, can you believe this fucking line? It's like two in the morning. And then people are like, where are you from? Where are you coming from? Are you here for, are you here for entertainment? Are you here for, uh, for, for, for business? What are you doing? And so everybody wants to talk to each other. And then, of course, a political conversation starts pining. And I was just like, oh, my God, it's way too early in the morning for this. Like, election Airports talk. are the worst of the world. <sighs> Let me tell you. It gets... So anyways, United finally opens. I get to like the self check-in thing where you print out your bag tag and then you have to go wait in another line to drop off your bag and like officially check in. So I go do that. Then I get to the TSA line, which is 175 people long. And there's like two TSA agents. Okay. So we're just waiting to go through TSA and, you know, TSA, like they have a very important job. So they're kind of on edge. Right. And a little angry because it's three in the morning I like put all my stuff in a bin and I've done this before and I traveled with way less gear than I usually did like I didn't bring my camera I just brought like laptop and that was pretty much it so I pull my laptop out of my bag take my shoes off put it in a bin and it's like I don't you don't layer things on top of each other right so they can go through the scanner so I'm standing there next to my bin because they want you to stand next to your bin until it's like your turn to go through the x-ray machine whatever it is and this TSA agent starts screaming at me about my stuff. And I'm like, what? Like my stuff is fine. And he's talking about the bin that's behind me that the lady abandoned. Mm. And I'm like, that's not my stuff. I don't care if it's not your stuff. And I was like, oh, I'm not not touching somebody else's fucking bin. Dude. Like it was just a lot. So anyways, I go through the machine. It's fine. Put my shoes on, find my gate. But people, it was busy because it was a Monday morning. Like, you know, when you go to Disneyland or Disney World and you're walking through a crowd of people and people just don't move out of the way. Mm -hmm. Like if I didn't move out of the way, I would have been like shoulder checked left and right. Mm -hmm. And people are mean mugging you and like just cutting you in line. Oh my God. To get on. First of all, my flight was like delayed by like 30 minutes, which is not that big of a deal. But once the line opened to get on the plane and they're like, we're boarding groups one, two, three or whatever. Everybody crowds to get mm-hmm. onto the plane because I think people want their shit in the overhead bins which if you fly United and you're bringing on a carry-on piece of luggage good luck they didn't let a single anything bigger than like a backpack on they made everybody check their carry-ons I I'm gonna be that person that people are gonna hate that's gonna say I wish they didn't allow people to carry on bags I think like a backpack, a purse, maybe a small you duffel can fit bag underneath you. Fine. Mm-hmm. But the whole checking, not checking the bag and putting it in an overhead bin makes everyone's flight take longer. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. I hate it. And like that, that is the excuse people give as to why they're assholes getting on and off a plane. Oh, well, I have to make sure I get my bag in an overhead bin. Yeah. So that's why you're cutting me in line. That's why you're standing the minute the plane goes when we land. Mm-hmm like a mm-hmm. psycho like where are you going Ugh. yeah so that was it so I, I find my seat and of course I bought my ticket on one of those like I don't remember what it was Travelocity or Expedia oh or like not through the airline and I don't know if like that's what it was or if this is just like United's 
way of like getting extra money. But in order to pick my seat, I had to pay $90 to pick up my seat. Oof. So I was like, mm, I'm, I'm flying alone. So I don't really care. Like put me wherever you want. Buy the bathrooms is fine. So they put me in like row 32, but I'm in a middle seat. So I'm sandwiched in between two people, which is fine. I'm like not grossed out by people typically. And I know these people weren't gross. So I shouldn't say that. <laughs> so I'm in between this older woman and a larger um, man. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's my seat. You know, being friendly, of course. And they both just like stare at me. And then the man was in the aisle. So he gets up, lets me in. And he manspreads the entire flight to the point where his leg was touching mine and I had both my knees together and I was angled away from him and he still was touching me the entire flight body language dude and then his arm was on my arm on the shared armrest the entire time and like I'm not joking his entire upper arm was like basically covering my entire arm and part of my boob and I was leaning away from him and how much did you pay for this flight round trip was like 700 bucks yeah that's that's what kills me is like they pack you in there like sardines and you're like you feel like you're on public transit it was it was public transit (laughs) so then i'm just saying for the amount that you pay to do this it's Mm -hmm. like you're riding a really bad bus Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) so then the older lady next to me this is on my first flight there was two flights yesterday oh god both were an experience (sighs) the older lady next to me is is petite so she wasn't touching me, but she was <sighs> oh my gosh. audibly sighing and then going, hmm. I don't know if she was meditating or what, but it was like every 60 seconds. Did you bring okay. your AirPods? I brought my AirPods. I could still hear her. And then there was a baby crying on the flight, which mm. doesn't bother me necessarily. Because like as a mom, what are you going to do? your baby's screaming, you're doing everything you can. Like it is what it is. But it was just like between the being touched and then the noise to my right. And then it was just a lot. Middle so seat sucks. Yeah. I slept. I try. I put my AirPods on and they have like a little bit of noise canceling. So I was able to sleep a little bit. So then I get to the Denver airport, find some food that was so expensive and so bad and get on my flight. And then the guy that sits, I had a, a window seat this time. Thank God. The guy who sits next to me smelled so bad. Oh. He smelled so bad. And like. (laughs) This is from Denver? This is from Denver. I get motion sickness like standing on a dock at a lake. Okay. Uh So like I'm motion sick on the plane and this guy smells like onions. Which makes it so much worse. (laughs) And then the woman behind me talking she's like a nurse and she was talking about how she's a nurse and she's amazing and she's a traveling nurse and I'm just so experienced like she just went on and on and on I could hear her conversation and she was kicking my seat the entire two and a half hours oh my god but then the you, plane, had, you had the travel day from hell sounds dude, like the plane coming in to the Columbus airport took like 17 half turns I was so sick by the time we landed I really like, think that we t- we talked about this a little bit yesterday. I think there might be something to the way the Columbus airport is laid out that causes that is my concern. Yeah. I was so sick. And like everybody on the plane was like, oh, my God, do you feel nauseous? Like everybody. So it was not just me. Mm-hmm. It was rough. It was a rough landing and totally turbulent, I think, because of weather, they said. So, yeah. Just- and then when I come to pick you up, you clearly looked like 
get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> well, I had slept like a f- like a full hour yeah. the day before, and yeah. then you know sleeping on a plane is not really like sleeping. No, so Anyways. no, and we were just like I don't know why it is, but just airports in general are awful. Like it's mm-hmm. just traveling, flying really makes you look at mankind and go, "What do we do wrong here?" <laughs> People are so unfriendly but then you get the random person so i was waiting to get on the second flight we're like standing in the line where everybody's cutting in front of you to get on the plane and there's this gentleman next to me and i kind of made eye contact and like smiled because like i don't know i'm nice i don't know i shouldn't have smiled at him and then you know when you can feel somebody staring at you like i could see out of the corner of my eye that he was just like like not kind of staring at me like hardcore staring at me mm-hmm. so I look over at a, at him again and I kind of give him like a like what the fuck look and he goes I'm so sorry I'm staring at you but you're just so beautiful <laughs> and I was and like he- okay thanks <laughs> how old was he uh he had to be like 50 55 oh god yeah and I was thinking first of all fuck you I'm married second of all <laughs> stop like but in this economy you're like do you want to pay my bills (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, for no favors would you like would you like a picture of my feet for a small fee i'll let you stare at me every day Uh via a photograph if you'll pay me (laughs) (laughs) hey i'm not opposed to like foot pictures if anybody is curious (laughs) the sad part is is like i tell james on the daily i'm like this economy is getting to the point that I'm going to have to like seriously start going on. Like, what is it? What is it? Only fans and like selling feet photos. The problem is, is I'm all of five, nine and I have Cinderella stepsister feet. Like I can't imagine my feet are marketable. I don't think that it's necessarily like you have to have pretty feet. I think it's just feet in general. Do it for some people. Ugh. <laughs> I'm a total opposite. I have big feet too. I have size nine big feet too. I have cute toes though. Like they're kind of chunky, but they're cute toes. But I think, I think we both have like marketable feet for sure. I don't know, man. My How foot literally looks like the moment where the stepsister is trying to get it into the heel. Like that's my foot. But sometimes it's not like that they want to see the feet. This is like a really random topic. <laughs> I've heard that it can be like, they want like dirty socks or like shoes that you've worn like I, I do stuff. know people sell their underwear that they've worn. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, that's so strange to me. But also, I don't know how you can be into true crime and like be okay with that. Because like, isn't that like your DNA then at that moment? Yeah. What if they like plant your underwear at a crime scene? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's where I'm like going with that. Have you ever been to a garage sale and like they're selling underwear? No. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you're an avid garage sailor. I'm not. But um, I I knew somebody as a child that was and I used to go with her to garage sales all the time. And like there would be like boxes of underwear for sale for like 10 cents a pair. Oh, my gosh. I I think it's just as strange when people buy like sell their old pillows and stuff. And like we've sold our mattresses. Yes, we've sold our old mattress before. And like I know it was brand new and everything. It's just, unless you know the person, like that's just a very intimate thing to buy. Look off of someone. You know how many times I've bled through a tampon while sleeping and it got <laughs> on my mattress? 
slash the dog threw up on our bed one time right after I pulled the sheets off and our mattress looks like a war zone. Well, you've seen my fucking bed right now. There's like pizza and Cheetos everywhere because Mm -hmm. my kids like, well, my bed is my couch right now. (laughs) Yeah, we're at Ashley's apartment. There's no furniture here. Like when I say no furniture, there's a desk. There's a mattress in Ashley's bedroom. There's a mattress in her daughter's room that I'm sleeping on. And like a single chair from Target in the corner nope. in the dining room. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's how we roll. Mm-hmm. Well, because they told him. So we had our pre-drywall walkthrough yesterday. And mm-hmm. allegedly, drumroll please, my house is supposed to be done in September. End of September. So like I'm struggling because none of the furniture. So we sold all of our stuff because I told you it was like hand-me-downs from like college or just like really, really old stuff that we had at our last house. Um, or it just wasn't going to fit in this new space. So we sold everything. So we, we needed to get new stuff, which yay us during this, during inflation. Mm. <laughs> so we sold our stuff. So anyway, I'm struggling to buy things right now because the stuff that I need to buy for my house won't fit in this current apartment. Yeah, I wouldn't buy anything. Yeah. So it's Mm -hmm. just like we're living very minimal right now, you know, Mm -hmm. but it is what it is. But I'm so glad you're here. Me too. And you get to see my house later. Yeah, we're going to go today. today. Mm -hmm. We'll take pictures. Ohio Um, is very different from California. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. We took you to Condado's. Mm-hmm. It was good. They had gluten-free food. It. Thank God. Yeah. yeah. You liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it is hard to find you places to eat because like the gluten-free movement is not as wide and free as it is where you're living right now. Well, and like for those of you, if this is your first episode listening, I'm not gluten-free because I think it's cool. I'm gluten-free because I have celiac disease and I have to. I'm Italian. Like the fact that I can't have real bread or pasta is like devastating to me on a daily basis. So... <laughs> The celiac the disease thing is like a struggle for me. Yeah. I feel mm-hmm. bad for you. I really do. It's rough. It's hard. It's so rough. Like you're, you know, to the point that when you told me, like I asked you about what you wanted on your gluten-free bread and you were like, yeah, I can do peanut butter. But if the knife has touched regular bread, like I will be violently ill. Mm-hmm. In that moment, I was like, that is hard. That mm-hmm. is like that. I would be scared to eat out places sometimes. It's hard to eat. Well, you know what's worse is eating at someone's house is way worse than eating out because because if you're a home cook, you really don't like understand. You've never experienced somebody who has celiac disease. You don't understand like. But the, that's you know. why I'm acting the way I'm acting where every <laughs> single time I get something out, I'm like, can you have this? Can you have mm-hmm. this? Because like I would bet that a lot of people don't take it very seriously and are rude about it. Oh, yeah. And I to me. Because I saw you sick when we were in California from the meal that, like, they told you was gluten-free and clearly wasn't. Mm-hmm. So if something made someone, like, throw up, like, I've seen you get ill from – I mean, that's just, like, so serious to me. So that's why I'm like, can you have butter? Can you have this? I don't understand it, you know? Yeah, it's really rough. I Like, I don't eat food at weddings anymore, which – is like a good and a bad like it's good because usually wedding food sucks but then it's bad because now I'm I'm shooting a lot of high-end weddings where the food is like immaculate and I miss out on it a lot so I bring my own food to weddings and then I always feel like a freaking popper pulling out my Tupperware out of my ice chest and you know eating in the corner of a reception or whatever my second shooter this past weekend she's on like a an autoimmune diet 
right now. She said mm-hmm. where like she takes everything out of her diet and then reintroduces things mm-hmm. or something like that. <sighs> I don't know. I did it's got to be hard. The AIP diet. I did that. Yeah. And it is, holy crap, awful. Yeah, that's Which, what she, that's what she was doing. She she had some sort of like crackers and spread that she was mm-hmm. eating yeah. while I was stuffing my face with mashed potatoes and cassava, green beans. Probably cassava crapper, crackers. <laughs> they are crappers. Cassava crappers. <laughs> and some sort of dairy-free, gluten-free, sunflower-free, seed-free spread. <sighs> it's like well, awful. Yeah. I mm-hmm. It didn't look... Like, cause what we were at, where we were, they have good food too. So I like felt bad. Yeah, you know, it's rough. I wish I, it on no one. No. Well, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I might wish You're it like, on some I people. Have a few people I ran into at the airport that I would wish it on. <laughs> Seriously though, like I just feel like every time I've traveled, every time I'm at an airport, I'm just like, what is wrong with people? All manners go out the window. Mm-hmm. Drinking at any hour is acceptable. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, the bar was packed. Yes, it could All be like three in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but like the last flight I was on, we were delayed significantly. So like, I'm sure your 30 minute delay wasn't anything to you, but I'm sure there was someone acting like the main character and as oh, if yeah. it was ruining their entire day. Right? There was a woman at the desk, like on the edge of screaming at the United uh, agent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we were significantly delayed, and when we landed. After the delay, there were a lot of people who they already told them, like, you've missed your connection. It's not happening. Okay. And even me, I was, I think I only had like 25 minutes to get to my next gate in a really big airport. So like I was cutting it close too. But mm-hmm. at a certain point, you, you're you sitting on the plane. It's just landed. You just have to realize like it is what it is at this point. I can't cut through these people, you know, well, these motherfuckers next to me, the light goes me you know you're allowed to stand up they get up they're in the mm-hmm. they're in the window in the middle and there's someone sitting in the aisle and he's still sitting down well they stand up like mm-hmm. bro where are you going we're a solid 30 aisles back no one's gotten off yet mm-hmm. where are you going you know and he's sitting there and i'm sitting in the other aisle seat and they go can you move so we can get our bags and oh. I was in that moment, I was so glad I was not sitting in the aisle seat next to them because I would have totally been a pushover and been like, uh, sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But this guy wasn't having it. He goes, where do you think you're going? You know? And they're just like, well, we're our flight and we're going to miss. And he's like, okay, well, when everyone else moves, I'll move. Yeah. You know? But I'm just thinking these entitled little bitches, like, what do you think you're going to do? You're going to step one step in front of him, stand in the aisle. And do what? Mm-hmm. Like, who's your mother? I need to call her. So yesterday on my first flight, that we land, the seatbelt sign hasn't even gone off. Like, we're still taxiing to the gate. And this family, who I think they didn't speak, they I think they're from Europe. They didn't speak mm-hmm. English. Mm-hmm. They take off their seatbelts. And the, it's like the mom and the daughter are like separated by a couple of rows. And then the father and the kids are in the back. Well, the father and the kids start walking up to where the mom and the daughter are. We're still taxing and the freaking uh, the flight attendants are like, sir, you need to sit down. Keep your seatbelts on like on the intercom thing. So they sit back down. Well, as soon as the plane stops and the seatbelt sign goes off, they're back up and they're like trying to they're like walking through first class trying to get out the door. I wonder if that's like a different rule where they're from or something. Well, I don't know. At first I thought, well, maybe they're going to miss their flight. So I was trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. But then they were on my flight to Columbus. 
Oh God. So which we See, had a two and a half hour layover. That's what I mean. Is like because people are like you mentioned Disney World and moms are like that there too. Like oh gosh, they yes. will fucking cut you to get two steps ahead of you in line. And the I'm stroller just like, moms too. They're like aggressive with the strollers. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, chill. Mm-hmm. We're at the most magical place on earth. <laughs> Calm the fuck down. Like, and but also it's just it's so rude. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. just chill. Yeah. But people are, I don't know, I people cut me in line. Like, I, I would be standing to get on the plane, and they, like, want to get those two steps in front of you, again, because of their checked bags. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, you and people in your checked bags. My God. Or your, no, I'm sorry, carry-on bags. You know what I mean? Yeah. I always check a bag. So, how you're, you clearly brought the heat with oh you from it was California. A, it was 106 a couple days before I left Modesto. And uh, which is where I'm from in the Central Valley. Central Valley this time of year is typically not that hot, but we had like a major heat wave come in last week. And then Spencer texted me last night and he's like, it's 72 degrees outside. (laughs) I feel so bad for you. Like, I remember you were like, I just hope it's not humid. And you have arrived on like the most humid, hot, like I'm getting heat warnings on my computer about the weather. Yeah, it says heat advisory on my phone. It feels like we're in Cancun, but there's no <laughs> tropical beach to go sit on. So it's Okay, fun. here's the thing, though. The reason I hate and love this for you is, like, when I complain about the weather to you, I think you think, like, oh, she just doesn't understand, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, Ohio fucking sucks. Living mm-hmm. in the Midwest is like you get all the bad parts of the weather and none of the benefits. Like you said, it's like we're in Mexico right now with no beach. Yeah. <laughs> like, and we will get torrential downpours and we will get freezing cold with no mountain view. Mm-hmm. You know, like we get the just armpit of all weather. Yeah. I we I am very spoiled in California. Cause yeah. like even so there's like not a mountain one to be seen here. <laughs> so like if when it snows, yeah. Like how far do you have to drive to like go skiing or snowboarding? Uh I mean far. Like far like a couple of few hours um well so it just depends like i know people there's like seven springs is like a the popular ski place in pittsburgh but okay. again like all the skiing here like true skiers probably would think is like nothing. yeah it's not yeah it's not yeah, actually i'm literally like an hour and a half from everything like if i want to go to the beach if i want to go to the snow if i want to go to a lake if i want to go to the desert like hour and a half most i know and that's the thing is like when we were when we went to Big Sur, like, that's not a normal beach. No. That's like special. A piece of heaven. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know what that is. That's mm-hmm. not normal. E- even your ocean. So, like, the oceans that we go to here normally, like Florida, Myrtle Beach, Virginia Beach. Uh, there's one in Ocean City. Mm-hmm. Dirty AF. Like, doesn't even look the same as yeah i saw fucking seals when we were with you (laughs) i mean you're not seeing that anywhere like i feel like there are parts of like the florida keys that are really really blue Mm -hmm. yes because it's super nice but it's so much more commercial like where we were was just unadulterated nature yeah very untouched yeah california's good about stuff like that though california really for the most part takes care of their like natural beautiful things like yosemite is like 
I mean, obviously there's tourists in Yosemite, but it's pretty untouched. You're just like walking around like it's normal and I'm going, oh my God, mm-hmm. like, look at this. Like the air was different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you have seen so far is Ohio. It's, yeah. And like, I love when we were driving and you go, it's really green here. <laughs> and I said, now you see why I have been telling you when I'm taking pictures, if I have to see any more fucking grass, <laughs> I there is grass everywhere. And it is, well, California is dry as fuck because we're in a drought. Like we've been in a drought for a million years. And so everything's really golden, which is pretty to photograph, but it's very dead. But here Not it's much. like very lush, but it's also humid as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it like normally- last night on the freaking weather report said thunderstorms, 80% chance. And I was like, thunderstorms? Like we get that once a year in California. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. It doesn't it like when there's like thunder and lightning, it's like very exciting. So see, this is a little bit why we call you guys snowflakes. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Because mm-hmm. you just have to be built different to live in the Midwest. It's <laughs> just okay, like. But, but also, would you want to shoot a wedding when it's 110? No, but the what does it feel like right now? I I could shoot a wedding in this. Yeah, it's it gets it gets I guess the thing is here you have to be ready for anything. Mm-hmm. Like when I talk to brides, potential brides, potential grooms and they're trying to pick a date, they're like, "Well, we're thinking this because of less chance of this." There's no safe date in Ohio. <laughs> it it doesn't matter if your wedding is in May or your wedding is in October, it might rain. Period. Mm-hmm. If your wedding is in the middle of August, you might get a thunderstorm. I mean, it's just rain is inevitable and possible any day of the year. And literally last year on Memorial Day, this Memorial Day was really nice. It was like 80, sunny. We were swimming. Mm-hmm. Last Memorial Day, it was 40. Wow. So you just never know. <laughs> you have to be ready to roll. And like, that's why when my when I tell you, like, I'll call you about a wedding and not like, Oh, we didn't get golden hour again because mm. it was cloudy or it rained. Like, remember the, it, what was it? 2018, 2019. I think it, I, it rained like every wedding I shot that year. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I I've had like four weddings get rained out and one was in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And it's like, it's weird, but I am excited for you to see a little bit more. Of Ohio. Yeah. What was funny was when you were like, this is, it's like rural. And I'm like, well, this is the city. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's like quaint. Like when we went to dinner yesterday or lunch, whatever it was, it was like four o'clock. It's like all the buildings were like brick and like yeah. cutesy. And I mean, it was like Louis Vuitton, but it was like in this like cute little shopping center. It did not look like California Louis Vuitton for sure. What does California Louis Vuitton look like? Where it's on like, where it's in like this big massive shopping center and like, I don't know, like I just, it's just different. Yeah. Like I feel like, I mean, Columbus is not a massive city. It's a decent sized city, but it's not a massive city. And um, maybe Cleveland would be, but Cleveland is, I don't know. I don't know. Ohio is just weird, man. <laughs> I'm excited for you to see more of it. Is there a motto? Like, in, is the, does Ohio have, like, a state motto? I don't know. You have to remember, I'm from Indiana, so, and I've lived in Ohio for way long enough that I should know these things, and I don't. I'm going to look it up. Like, okay. people start talking about Akron and Dayton and things. I'm like, wait, where is that? <laughs> I'm still a transplant, you know? It's probably something really cheesy. 
It's Ohio. With God, all things are possible. Wait, is that really what it is? No way. Hold on. I feel like when you come into Ohio, it does say something, and that's not it. Yeah, with it's like God, all things are possible. Matthew nineteen twenty six. Really? Yes. What's California's? Okay, here's another one. It says the there's a additional slogan which is on license plates starting in the early two thousands that is Ohio, the heart of it all. <laughs> What's California's state motto? Hold on. Eureka? Eureka. I have found it because of the gold rush. Well, I mean, that's a little interesting. Texas is friendship. Oh, (laughs) I know some nice people from Texas. Yeah. Florida is in God we trust. Lord, I don't know. I love it. I love it. Well, all all things are possible on this trip here. We'll see what happens. I mean, all I'll say about Ohio is it's, it's definitely very like, my favorite part about Columbus is it has a lot of benefits of a big city, but people here are friendly. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think that oh that's God. like, I think that's the theme of Midwesterns in general mm-hmm. is like generally friendly people. Not at the airport, but <laughs> no one's nice at the airport though. At dinner last night, the waitress was like the nicest waitress I've ever had. Yeah. Lovely. But- I don't. Th- I don't think. I don't think East, West Coast, and Midwestern. No one is nice at an airport. Everybody's no. a jerk. Yeah. All mo- all morals go out the window. I just saw a TikTok where she was talking about. It pissed a lot of people off. By the way, she's from Maryland, okay. and is living in I forget where, somewhere on the West Coast. And she was saying that people on the West Coast are kind, or no are not kind but are nice Mm -hmm. and people on the east coast are kind but not i wait i'm getting it confused she she was saying that one of them is kind but not nice and the other one is not nice but they're kind Mm. ah okay yeah it was east coasters were not nice but they're kind west coasters were kind but not nice something like that i'll have to pull it up Honestly, it has to depend like Northern California to Southern California, different people. So her argument was that if you get a flat tire on the West Coast, people will walk by you and go, oh, man, that sucks. (laughs) But they won't help. Yes. Whereas if you're on the East Coast and you get a flat tire, they'll go, are you fucking serious? You don't know how to change a tire Mm -hmm. while they help you. But they'll do it. it. Yeah, (laughs) that's accurate. I think that's probably correct. Yes. Yeah. And people on the West Coast were pissed. Mm hmm. They were like, bitch. It's true. That's, that's not true about us. We're busy like, on the oh, West Coast. We're too busy to help each other. But we, I'll send you some empathy from afar. <laughs> <laughs> well, that definitely is true of like most East Coasters where they'll they'll cuss at you while they call you a moron and help you. And I feel like Midwesterners usually identify with East Coasters more in general. There's a lot of like crime on the west coast though like a lot of like random shit and so like if somebody was pulled over on the side of the the highway the freeway and they had a flat tire my initial thought is do they have a flat tire or are they trying to kidnap kidnap somebody or rob somebody that's my i mean i think that's a good rule of thought to have anywhere Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i know i think like that because i was raised by a police officer and because everyone's trying to kill me we watch way too much true crime yeah 
Well, yeah. that's what I mean. I'm not sending anybody my underwear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're gonna frame me for murder. Speaking of crime, <laughs> I've been watching the new uh, Kardashians on Hulu. Okay, which I never thought in my life I've run out of things to watch while I'm editing. And so I put on the because now I've that the seen, Johnny Depp's trial is over, you don't. Yeah, have Johnny Depp trial. Although fucking Amber Heard's doing an interview supposedly, but well, that's another topic. But I've been watching Kardashians because Kardashians because I've been seeing clips of it on the social media, and so I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch it. I am literally obsessed with this show. Really, I don't know why. I've never like, watched it before. Like when it was on E, I never watched it, but on hulu i don't know if it's how they are editing the show or whatever they just are making the family and the sisters a little more relatable than they've ever been the millionaires are relatable the bajillionaires mm-hmm. who can't mm-hmm. cut cucumbers like not all of them kylie <laughs> is barely on the show i don't think she's relatable at all because she was a billionaire at like 18 mm-hmm. kendall is also kind of like take it or leave it but i kind of love kim kardashian and I kind of love Courtney well, and Courtney and Travis Barker. Like Travis Barker seems like such a nice guy. He really does. Yeah. I will say I, I haven't like- seen this show, but like I've always, I was like, were you a Blink-182 fan? Yeah, of course. Hello. Oh my God. I went and saw them in concert and I was for sure that Mark Hoppus was staring right at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All the small things. Love oh Blink-182. Yeah. That was, yeah. I feel like you ha- can't be around our age and not know all Blink-182 mm-hmm. songs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're liking it. It's on Hulu. Yeah. And what what exactly about it is making them seem more relatable than they did previously? I, I don't like, I don't know if it's a storyline or again, how they're being edited, but they just like, like there's this moment after Courtney and Travis got engaged where Courtney's like calling her kids to let them know and her little girl is upset that she's engaged like she's crying and then Mm. like all the sisters are like talking about it and i it just made me think like oh my family would be having that exact conversation oh okay like it just felt like a little more real and like they show kim with no makeup on and she's freaking gorgeous she's a beautiful person my god beautiful her plastic surgeon honestly has done a very good job other than her ass looks very unrealistic but everything else like she's stunning yeah she mm-hmm. reminds me on a daily basis that I'm not ugly. I'm just broke. Yes. <laughs> I said that to my mom the other day. I said, we're not ugly. We're just kind of poor. We're just, yeah, we're just <laughs> kind of poor. <laughs> and the sad part is, is like comparatively, obviously you and I know we're not in poverty, right? No. Like no. we understand these are first world problems. I just wish I had billionaire amounts of income. Mm-hmm. to do all the work i would get my teeth whitened i've got some veins behind my knees that never got right again after bed rest mm-hmm. i'd get that shit lasered dude i have veins on my thighs that I, i'll show you after we're done with this but they're intense you see i want to get them lasered. it's like it's like black and blue yeah. that's a minor my knees but then mine are broken blood vessels like on the top of my thighs like i can't wear shorts yeah, James is always like, oh, my God, I love your legs. Wear shorts. I'm like, bitch, my back and my knees look like <laughs> Spencer, terrible. too. He's like, I love when you wear shorts. I'm like, well, good, because I'm only wearing them around the house. God. And my my mom keeps telling me, like, Ashley, let it go. Live your life. You're going to be 57 before you know it. And you're going to look back at old pictures of yourself right now and realize how stupid you were. Mm. 
I think everybody has insecurities though. And like, if like veins on your legs is your thing, like that's, I, can I guess, I guess I I'm live in my life saying, still. Though, because it's like, what do I care if somebody else, like if no one else existed, I would wear shorts because it's fucking hot. I mean, you're wearing shorts around me. Right. Mm-hmm. Also though. So I went and got Botox on Sunday night <laughs> and I forgot how much that hurts. Okay, but I think it's because you got disport. Right, but like it felt like the needle was in my skull. <laughs> it's never, it feels like a tiny pinch when I've done no. it. Oh my God. It hurts so bad. And like, I think that, so the last time I got it done was in January. And January was the first time I'd had it done in like two years because I hadn't had it done since I was pregnant and then with breastfeeding and everything. But when I got it done in January, I also had gotten under eye filler and my lips done. So the Botox was the last thing they did. Yeah. And so I think my face was just like, had yeah. given up all hope. And I just, think I just didn't realize how bad it hurt. Well, all I got this time was Botox or Dysport, like you said, mm. man, I was like, Plus, I was tired because I worked a doubleheader wedding weekend, so I was dehydrated and just like exhausted. I don't know if that made it worse. Absolutely. Absolutely. That'll make it worse. My injector is always like drink a lot of water. Don't drink caffeine. Don't eat onions or garlic before you come in here. Don't exercise. Like you don't want to profusely sweat because you're exercising and then like go get Botox done. Right. Well, I it hurt really fucking bad. And then I got a massive headache. Mm-hmm. afterwards to the point that like you're not supposed to take ibuprofen for 24 hours it was all I had in the house and I'm just like fuck it if I bruise I bruise you didn't bruise like, that bad you have a very tiny bruise yeah just the one mm-hmm. um but I told her while I was getting it done I'm like I'm starting to notice I'm getting like some wrinkles on my eyelids mm-hmm. I'm getting that old autumn I think though too like if you over botox then other muscles compensate and it can cause like wrinkles that wouldn't necessarily be there so that's why you should only do botox like twice a year and like well that's what she was saying she didn't she didn't tell me i was over botoxing she just said that sometimes when you get botox other muscles compensate for movement Mm -hmm. and like you and i are both such expressive talkers that i think that like my eye muscles are probably working a little overtime but also i just never noticed like looking at me right now i never noticed how big this area is between my eye and my eyebrow on me Mm -hmm. and like I just have like a lot of skin right there and like I have a big smile so Mm -hmm. I don't think it's unknown of for me to have wrinkles right there also I'm almost 40 so probably should have and like some wrinkles (laughs) and like Botox doesn't prevent gravity I know know? yeah so like our skin is gonna fall no matter what I think I'm one of those women that's for sure like if I want to you know keep up at it when I'm like in my late fifties, I'm probably going to have to have that eyelid surgery. I know people who have done that. that. Uh, Yeah. Well, and like some people do it because it can affect your vision if your eye doesn't open up as much as it used to because you have extra skin there. So yeah, I can see this, this falling more, but I mean, you're so many years away from like it being an issue. Am I though? Am I? (laughs) I when I was shooting the wedding this weekend, my uh, associate and the second shooter, they were like, I told him I was having a birthday this week. And they were like, oh, how old are you going to be? I'm like 37. They're like, oh, 
I wouldn't have guessed you were older than like 28. And I'm like, we can be best friends. All right. You are going to get a tip. <laughs> Love you so much. I had, I recently posted on my Instagram stories that I was about to be 37 and the shock and awe that came from people. And I was like, you're all in my inner circle. I love you. Let's just stay, stay close to me. Tell me this every day that you think I'm not 37. Lie to me. Yeah. 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 I had but somebody, like, I had somebody tell me that they thought I was like in my mid twenties and I was like, Oh, he's so nice. Well, but also the minute you're over 25, you're a fossil now. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't feel there like are people I like on TikTok. Like what's her name? Drew something. Oh, to follow or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love how she like comes after men and stuff. It's great. But she came after this one guy and she said he was like in his 50s. And she's like, what are you even doing on this app? And I'm like, oh, Drew, no. (laughs) She like is a take no shit. She tears people, not people, men who deserve it. She tears them down in the most eloquent beautiful way she's and i love it watch i absolutely Mm -hmm. love it but because she was attacking his age i was like oh drew am i too old (laughs) no (laughs) no but he deserved it he 100 deserved it Mm -hmm. i love her and i always love to when the men are like oh you just can't get a good looking guy and then she posts her boyfriend yeah yeah and she's like what was that what Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. because he's like uh works out like a lot yeah, I think geeky. they think that she like can't get a guy, and he's like tall and works out, and mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I am just so excited you're here. I can't wait to show you where we're going to be living mm-hmm. as long as I can pay for it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. We're gonna do another episode on uh, budgeting and how we're preparing for a possible recession. Yeah, man, because it's getting a little scary, scary times, mm-hmm. but. I'm yeah. just, I'm super happy you're here with me and that we have time to dedicate to like our work life balance because yeah. shit's been cray. I know you yeah. did like a whole wedding season already, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have another full wedding season ahead of me. <laughs> oh my God. Fuck my life. <laughs> it's good though. Clients, if you're listening to this, I'm so excited. Uh, <laughs> we're going to, we're going to, I'll just be really warmed up by the time we get to your wedding. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So right, anyways, y'all. wish us luck uh, that I don't get glutened while I'm here in Ohio. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Bye, friends. Bye. Thanks for listening to Just Call Me. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you love this podcast, please leave us a review and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And we'll see you at the same time next week. Bye.